in the conversation that we had before we started recording this podcast, you were showing me quite simple things and I was actually quite wild. <laughs> and um, I was just wondering if you could give us a summary of the different sorts of technology and apps that you use. I use Keynote. That's Apple's version of PowerPoint. Now, PowerPoint is made to work on PCs and the Mac. And actually, PowerPoint was designed for the Mac first, uh, and then it was it came over to the PC. Microsoft made it for the Mac first. Um, and Steve Jobs wanted his own version of something to present his speeches to, so Keynote was designed. But I find personally that Keynote is a more elegant program to present information. So I use Keynote in terms of it is a tool that I'm using to convey information to an audience. And I also use Keynote to do things like design graphic blowups. So I use Keynote in what I'll call the four by three slide size because it's like 16 by nine and four by three. I always suggest to lawyers that they select the four by three dimensions because when you go to present, you don't know the way in which the projector or screen that you will be using in court, what its dimensions might be. So if you go by four by three, you're always going to be right because it'll expand to fit. But if you do 16 by nine and you go to a smaller screen, it'll look funny. So I use Keynote itself, not only to present information, but to design blowups. So using this sort of four by three dimension, I may take a picture of part of a document and drop it into the slide and then may put some words across it. So use my point image emphasis. And then I can print that slide as a PDF and send it off to the printer who they can then put it on a 30 by 40 blow up and have it for me. So I use the keynote itself to help me design some slides or images that I might use at trial. Another thing that I use is uh, there are a couple of other programs that I like. One is a program called mind node and that program allows you to do or create what's called mind maps. And for people not familiar with mind map, it's a technique used to outline ideas. And the cool thing to me about a mind map is it allows you to, lawyers tend to think if you just pull out a legal pad or something and you start writing out cross-examination, whatever you write it at the top and then you work your way down, that tends to be the order in which you're going to ask the questions which may not be the best order, but the mechanics of switching that order around once you've committed it to this linear piece of paper becomes very difficult for you. If you start drawing an arrow and start putting ones or twos and threes in different places, and then you try to figure that out later on, you start stumbling when it's time to actually do it because it's a cluster. So one of the cool things about mind maps is it allows you to create almost like in a radial sort of fashion, you have a center node, and then off of it, you have arms. And it allows you to quickly organize your thoughts in a way and sort of see them all at once from a, again, going back to the 20, 30,000 foot view of things, as opposed to a, a linear way of things. And then you can move them around very easily. And if you have a thought that you type on a particular arm or branch, which gives you an idea to expand on an a branch that you've already done, it's very easy just to add it to the a branch that might be above it without having to flip back through the various pages and try to find out, figure out where you were. So this concept of mind mapping and using a program like MindNode, I think it's worth lawyers exploring and studying. 
I will oftentimes use a mind map for cross-examination. I've used them for appellate argument where I can fit my entire argument into a mind map such that when I go to make my argument, it's on, and I may put it on an 11 by 17 piece of paper, that I don't need to have stacks of other notebooks or papers near, near me because I've outlined all my thoughts into this mind map. And a lot of times with mind maps, one of the big things to do is to use images instead of just words. I mean, you can do a combination. So the idea is that when you see an image, like if you see the big W, like the Microsoft Word icon, and I drop that into a mind map, I will know I'm talking about the Microsoft Word application without having to write out Microsoft Word. So to me, this sort of mind map is a uh, cool tool for lawyers to use. Another kind of app is a timeline kind of application. Uh, to me, there, there are multiple ways to do this. There's a program called AEON, I think it's spelled A-E-O-N, Timeline. And that application, as both PCs and Macs, is used by storytellers as well as lawyers. And it can get very detailed. I mean, it can get down into the second. You can create an event, especially if you're doing a chart, let's say, you know, in a medical malpractice case where each second or each minute may matter, you can actually create a timeline in which all those various um, points are captured. And there's another program called Timeline 3D that's for the Mac. It's a different kind of timeline application where you can actually present the information in, well, it's a 3D form. You, you create the timeline and then it actually will physically, well, not physically, visually rotate at an angle, and then you're only showing one slice of the timeline at a time. To me, an important aspect about a timeline is making a distinction and consciously deciding, are you using the timeline as the lawyer to help you organize the information and ideas so that you're better able to present it? Or are you going to be using the timeline to present the information to the judge, jury, or decision maker. Because you may have two different timelines depending on who your audience is. If it's for you to just keep up with your case, then you may have a bunch of details that you would never and should never present to the jury or judge versus a much more streamlined timeline that you might use for the judge or jury or decision maker. So that's sort of a timeline application. Uh, another program I use probably a lot of people use is Microsoft Word. And I encourage you to get familiar with Word and some of its abilities. I was not a big fan, probably still not, but I used to be a big fan of Word Perfect for the Mac. And that was a great program. And at some point it sort of died. And then I was stuck with Microsoft Word. And I never liked Word because I always felt like it was trying to force me to do things the way it wanted me to do them. And so it's taken me many years to try to get used to, you feel like that too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always feel like Word is trying to make me do something its way. And so I've tried to take some time to learn about Microsoft Word and to learn some of the valuable tools it actually does have available to it. Like you can generate a table of contents after you create a series of headers. Um, and so the practice in developing the ease of getting comfortable with some of the tools available in Microsoft Word can allow you to create things much more quickly and better, but it's just taking the time to get used to its heavy-handedness. Thank you for listening to the Advocacy Podcast, Journeys to Excellence. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and visit us at theadvocacypodcast.com for reading lists and other resources. Until next time.